And welcome to another episode of the Speak the Language podcast. I have to tell you, Mr. Terry, I've uh, I've done a lot of podcast episodes at this point, and I've done them in some very different settings. Uh, I've done them, you know, sometimes we do it on site when we're elk hunting or when we're all about traveling. A lot of times we do them at the office at Primo's. I've never done one in a setting quite like we're in right now. Well, most people probably haven't. We're in my my snake laboratory in Hines County and we're surrounded by all different kinds of snakes um, mostly native to Mississippi what, what would you say probably I think maybe about a hundred different different individual snakes surrounding us right now yeah yeah <laughs> so we're gonna go we're gonna go straight at this what led to me you know trying to get you on the phone and getting you on this podcast um, I won't so last week this this was last week beginning of last week uh, Myself, Jordan Blissett, and Brad Ferris, who I work with, we were out and about. Uh, we were looking at some property uh, for next fall that we we're potentially going to hunt, and we came upon a, to me, you know, made, to me what appeared to be a very large rattlesnake. Mm -hmm. So we stopped our Polaris buggy, we hopped out, got our phone out, we videoed him for a little while, and then in in the video, uh, you know, I panned back to Brad. Brad talks about, you know, that's a big rattlesnake. It's cool. And then he talks about how he, he doesn't kill him. You know, mm -hmm. he's, that's that snake. He's right there. Brad says, now he will tell you, Brad says, I don't particularly like snakes, but I'm not going to go out of my way to kill him. He's going to go his way. I'm going to go mine. And uh, so we posted that video of us deciding to do that with the, with the snake. And we started an unintentional firestorm and realized this was a very, very, hot topic a very opinionated right. topic um so i'm going to ask you this is probably a very easy question for you did we make in your opinion did we make the right decision by not killing that snake oh absolutely 100 mm -hmm. percent uh there's there's not a single reason in the world to kill that snake mm -hmm. you'll never see that snake again snakes aren't aggressive they don't hate people they're not looking to bite you and it's it's a matter of why are you out there in the first place you're out there because you enjoy nature right you know i don't i don't care if it's a consumptive sport where you're hunting and fishing you know or if you're just canoeing or hiking it doesn't make any difference these things aren't out there waiting for you right and you know i sometimes get kind of hard on i don't know if i should say hard but i but i i often tell groups of hunters and fishermen i say you promote yourself as conservationists and that's a big word but conservationists and true sportsmen don't walk through the woods you know slaughtering wildlife willy-nilly you're out there to shoot a deer or to catch a bass you're not out there to shoot snakes yeah and and uh, these snakes don't bother anybody unless you bother them and so we'll we'll talk more about that as we go along but yes you yeah. you did the right thing you did what a thinking person does so we actually did i'm gonna pull this up so i can look at it like i was so taken aback by how how big of a reaction we got from this and so what i did is i ended up putting a poll up on my instagram um as far as you know i put up one of the pictures of the snake and i because i had a lot of people messaging me commenting i can't believe you didn't kill it a couple people were like you made the right call and so the final poll on it was <laughs> It was. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Good. Good. It was. It was sixty-two percent said kill the snake, thirty-eight percent said let the snake live. 
Okay, that's that's actually better than I would have expected. That's, that's as well. what I thought yeah. too. Yeah. Um, so here and here's I'd love your opinion on this as well because I'm again how long have you been dealing with snakes and herpetology oh. <laughs> and everything? I'm 68 years old and I'm uh, I'm a professional herpetologist, which is a reptile and amphibian mm. biologist, mm-hmm. and I caught my first snake when I was four. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I've I've studied snakes in the field from Canada across the United States, Mexico, Central America, the Caribbean, and I worked for twelve years in the Amazon jungle where they have real snakes. Yeah. <laughs> so I, this is what I do. This is what I've done my entire life, and uh, so I have to say I understand snakes. Yeah. I, I know their their most intimate habits and i know what they do and i and most importantly i know what they don't do yeah you know so um uh, you know i i hate to think in this day and age that that we haven't well look at that look at the totals there i mean that that's higher than i thought positive for the snake yeah in in favor of the snake so i think that education is a big thing mm-hmm. and and i like to take a little credit for that myself because for gosh 25 or 30 years i've been on the main stage at the mississippi wildlife extravaganza talking to hunters and fishermen dressed in camouflage telling them that snakes are good things so it you know it it sinks in you know it sinks in so education is always important sure you know so well man look i (laughs) i'm not trying to uh make you feel old or anything like that but but (laughs) i can i i can remember specifically i was actually so my, my mom works in uh works in the school system so mm-hmm. she she knew exactly who you were because you've done several presentations with them or whatever and uh i can remember seeing you it was at i think it was at the pearl mississippi public library yeah and yep. i and i would have been less i would have been under 10 years old you're much taller now <laughs> <laughs> but so look you you had a uh you had a thing you had you did a thing at the end of your presentation where uh we some you pick some kids to some to get to participate in actually getting to hold a snake quote yep. unquote you get to come up and get a piece of snake and it was yep. a, it was a corn snake that i got to hold good good and okay <laughs> I, was, I thought that was the coolest thing because again i realize yeah. i am biased in this conversation because I, like i was telling you earlier when we were talking i've always liked snakes i've never yeah. been one of those that were like ah snakes they're the worst thing ever mm-hmm. i've never been that guy yep but again that's why i wanted to have you on the show because I knew I wanted to talk about this because I realized real quick how hot of a topic this was. But I was like, I can't just sit around with our guys. I want somebody that knows snakes, that actually well, knows good, snakes. Good. Yeah, and, and it's what I do. You know, I'm an educator. You know, mm. I'm not only not only do I do research on snakes, but I'm an educator. And I and that's why I'm here today. Maybe, you know, your listening audience, they might say, you know, let me think about that a little bit. Yeah. You know, and maybe we'll we'll change some minds. Yeah. you know maybe uh you know so so what let, let me ask you this question I, I thought about some some of the people that i tried to have some folks were just straight up uh i guess um they didn't want to have a conversation all they wanted to have a talk about was kill that snake why didn't you kill that snake? Right. some of the folks i tried to be like okay why explain to me mm-hmm. your why why you know if I, i'm in the middle of these woods he's not in a yard he's not in a house this snake is in the middle of these woods why are you declaring that i should kill that snake or you would have killed that snake and you're that position so this is one of the common answers i got what if i'm turkey hunting in those woods deer hunting whatever and i i'm in those same woods what you know what, who's to say i'm not going to find that snake again and step on him and he bites me that, yeah. I, got, I got that answer a lot well how many you know uh how many haystacks have you stepped on 
and not stepped on that needle. Yeah. You know, and so what are the chances in 150 acres of a snake coiled up, you know, 12 inches in diameter, a coil of you walking through the woods and having your foot come down perfectly on that snake? Mm. Virtually impossible. And so what you need to understand is you need to understand snakes. And what we have found is what herpetologists have always known, and that is snakes very rarely bite when stepped upon. And, we, and, and a study was conducted where we took graduate students, because, you know, we can replace them, you know. <laughs> and where, they, where, we, where snakes were found in nature, found in the wild, and they, were, uh, they would walk toward the snake, uh, stop. It would be recorded, what did the snake do, you know. And, and this would continue until ultimately they put their foot on the snake. We're talking about live rattlesnakes, yeah. wild cottonmouths in nature. And they would actually step down on the live snake. And what did it do? Well, it did nothing. We found out they didn't, they didn't respond with defensive bites. Now, we do know that, yes, snakes bite when, they, when, when you step on them. We know that happens. But it's actually quite a rare thing. And so it's a matter of, um, of, of, of considering, you know, it's like safety protocols. You know, some things are obviously more dangerous than others. And yeah. if you're working a machine on an assembly line, and you don't have a plexiglass guard between you and some moving part, you're liable to get hurt. And that's, that's risk assessment. Yeah. Well, when you start talking about risk assessment with snakes, it's, it's almost like a, a moot point. It, there just really isn't any, th there are things you can do to not get bit by a snake. And by going out there and, and saying, well, I might see that snake again, and if I don't take care of him now, I might see him later and he'll take care of me. Well, that's, that's pretty unreasonable to think that could even happen right but if i go out there and i try to kill that and i'm going to kill that snake so he doesn't bite me later upwards of 80 percent of all snake bites happen during the killing of a snake upwards of 80 percent upwards of 80 percent depending on the season depending on the region and uh west virginia it's about 50 percent mm -hmm. and some years in mississippi it's been as low as 50 and other years higher but people go up to the snake they say, I'm going to kill him. They, they, they kill him and they get bit in the process. Or after they've killed him, they pick him up and hold him and mm -hmm. get into his mouth and try to look at the fangs. They go to cut his rattles off. They go to have a selfie taken. And we have people bitten all the time by snakes they've killed. Yeah. All the time. And then people pick up snakes. And we have a, a Facebook page in Mississippi on Mississippi snakes. And it's just amazing how many people post pictures of snakes that they're holding. And they say, what kind of snake is this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know, I know it sounds ridiculous, but it comes up every day. It's amazing. And yeah. we say, please don't do this. So people pick up snakes, people kill snakes. And as far as snake bites go in the United States across the board, about 45 to 50% of all snake bites involve alcohol. Wow. So people who have been drinking beer at deer camp and they, they're riding out to their stand and they see a, see a snake and they try to kill it and their wits aren't about them, their reflexes aren't fast, and, mm -hmm. and they're bitten by a snake. So, yeah. so um, the best thing to do is I've told over 2 million school children in Mississippi, take two steps back and walk away. Yeah. Take two steps. You remember that. Two, take two steps back and walk away. Take yeah. two steps back and walk away. No snake in Mississippi can harm you at two paces. You're out of the danger zone, whatever you might perceive that to be. And so take two steps back and walk away. But if you go back in again to kill that snake, you've just negated the safety 
technique you just you know yeah. implemented you you stepped away you got away from him and now you're going back in again so people kill snakes because they like to kill snakes they kill snakes because they're afraid of snakes they they kill snakes because they don't understand snakes and and so um again it's it's education some people can't be educated yeah you know but, but well, many people can the thing that <laughs> i found that i found curious is so I, i'm not going to say anyone's name because i did have some conversations about this with people that i know well that, mm-hmm. that i spoke with them and guys that i know well that they said look man i i hear what you're saying you know that's your decision you're not going to kill that snake i'm promise you if i'm in that situation i'm killing that snake 10 out of 10 times so i'm say i'm like all right talk to me like let's i want to i want to figure this out yeah why 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 do you feel that way about it and one particular guy you know he said that we're talking about the rattlesnake particularly Mm -hmm. that one and he said i'm just i'm killing it and i said why and he said because it'll kill me you know that that sort of thing Mm -hmm. and so i'm like look man I'm, i'm not being disrespectful just i'm curious how many actual rattlesnakes have you encountered in your lifetime not at the zoo not at a presentation how many rattlesnakes he said none this is a true never, story never seen one this is a conversation <laughs> that happened two days ago that i had with this guy never come on a single rattlesnake and i said man look i'm not going to claim that i personally have seen millions of them but i'm out in the woods a lot it's what i do mm-hmm. i've seen a pretty large number of rattlesnakes and this is true this i promise i, I will stake my, not my name on this i've never seen one be aggressive right ever aggression and snakes those two words don't go together there's no such thing as an aggressive snake snakes don't attack people people attack snakes and you might inadvertently attack a snake meaning you're walking along minding your own business and you come up on a snake and the snake looks up and sees this large looming thing and feels like he's being attacked you aren't you aren't consciously attacking him Mm -hmm. and he may defend himself snakes can be defensive some can be very defensive but um you know watch where you put your hands watch where you put your feet watch where you put your seats you know and and just be aware you aware when you're out there um you look out for poison ivy you know and you look out for wild pigs and and things like that just just be aware of your surroundings that's that's really it and when you see one walk around him just walk around him and and leave him alone we actually and i didn't think about this until just now this is this past turkey season you know I, i was telling you um forgive me that one name escapes me the, the non-venomous snake we were looking at the oh one, scarlet king snake uh no, no. The, the, the the one that's in the delta a lot the oh, gray the, one. oh the blue racer blue racer yeah, uh-huh. yeah so we encountered one of those during turkey season we also i was following it was troy um i was following troy we were turkey hunting and i saw troy pretty much he didn't full-on step on him but his boot i mean like was right on a pretty i mean a rattlesnake he was probably i'm gonna guess he was juvenile he was probably a foot long maybe Mm -hmm. less yeah and all that snake did when he stepped on him pretty much grazed him with his boot all that snake did was try to get out of the way yep yep and what do snakes wear they wear the same thing you do camouflage yeah (laughs) and i you know and i I point out that a rattlesnake is just like a deer hunter (laughs) (laughs) you know the the rattlesnake goes out and he he locates an area where his prey has been frequenting right. deer hunter does the same thing looks for scrapes and looks for tracks right and then you set up and the rattlesnake coils up and he sets up and you climb into your stand and you set up and you both sit there for the longest time quiet as can be then ultimately along comes your prey the deer comes the rat comes and both of you shoot him you shoot him with an arrow snake shoots him with venom 
then what happens? Do you get down there and just wrestle him down? No. The deer runs away. The rat runs away. They die over there. Then what you then you track them. And so you're you're doing exactly the same thing. And the last thing a snake wants to do is give himself away to something that's bigger. Um, venomous snakes, right here on my seven and a half acres of that are chock full of venomous snakes. Right now, venomous snakes are being killed and eaten by birds by king snakes, by uh, raccoons, possums, otters. Venomous snakes are being killed and eaten because they're pretty much, you know, you know they're, they're, they pretty much don't have anything to protect themselves with. Now, if they bite that, ant, that predator, it might back them off a little bit, but they get eaten all the time. So, so a snake doesn't want to have an encounter with something that's bigger and, and, and deadlier than he is, right. so they stay still. Yeah. Um, rattlesnakes actually are is is one of my specialties and I've I've worked with rattlesnakes from Canada to the island of Aruba I found about 2,000 rattlesnakes in my professional career in the field I didn't catch them all but I located them and of those 2,000 rattlesnakes 18 have rattled at me out of 2,000 18 have rattled at me now I walk softly I'm stealthy when I'm looking for them yeah. I'm so I'm not disturbing them but 18 rattled first well, darn, a rattlesnake who rattles is a dead rattlesnake, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And in Mississippi, in 40 years, I've seen about 200 rattlesnakes in Mississippi. One has rattled at me. Mm. Now, now, when you start, you know, messing with them, taking their Poking picture, and think, yeah. yeah, then they get defensive and they rattle their tail and, and, uh, and they try to get away. Well, that's like, I've, I've had this conversation with guys who are like, well... They're poking at him with a stick, stick, and the snake strikes. Like he tried to bite me. I'm like, you're poking at him with a stick. <laughs> exactly. Man. Poke him again, Bubba. Like, like you know. <laughs> yeah. Come on, yeah. man. What do you expect him to do? Well, and and that's what we encounter in emergency rooms is, the person comes in and he says, um, I was minding my own business. It just jumped out and bit me. It just jumped out and bit me. I wasn't doing anything to it, and I hate snakes. And then you go out into the waiting room and his buddy's out there and he says, Well, that's not exactly what happened. You know, we found a rattlesnake and he, he wouldn't rattle. Well, most rattlesnakes probably go their whole lives and never rattle. But my buddy kept poking at him, trying to get him to rattle. He won't make any sound and he's poking and he gets bit. Mm-hmm. You know, and so we are often the architects of our own misfortune. Yeah. We bring these things on ourselves. And, um, and again, like I said, uh, people who like to call themselves conservationists and true sportsmen don't just slaughter wildlife when they encounter it yeah. you know they you know walk around it appreciate it and teach your children that's probably what bothered me no not probably that's definitely what bothered me the most about mm-hmm. all this yeah because someone you know like take a, a deer hunter i'm a deer hunter i'm a turkey hunter i mean I, i'm a hunter you know mm-hmm. most vast majority 99.9 percent of people living listening to this podcast are hunters exactly so i can't you know i can't just say killing an animal is wrong because i'll kill a deer but i'm using that deer i'll mm-hmm. kill a turkey but i'm using that turkey what i can't get over is someone killing a snake in the middle of a 500 acre block of woods right. for no other reason than killing that snake and going well that's one less i can't get my my head around that because that's not who we are that's right. not who we proclaim to be you know what i mean yeah exactly and we actually we have um possession limits in mississippi wildlife fisheries and parks has possession limits on non-game wildlife mm-hmm so theoretically you could be ticketed for having one too many rattlesnake rattles on the dashboard of your truck uh. and um and and 
and killing a, a particular kind of snake without uh, particular permits. You know, yeah. now most people here will have hunting and fishing combo permits, you know, licenses. Right. Right. But um, there are circumstances in Mississippi where if you kill a rattlesnake, you can be ticketed. Yeah. And uh, and our, our, our timber rattlesnakes that are found more or less statewide, except on the immediate Gulf Coast, and then the big diamondbacks that are found in the Piney Woods south of Hattiesburg. Right. Well, both of those snakes are tracked species. They're species of concern by Mississippi Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. And they are actually studying these snakes because of declines in populations mm. they are snakes that are that are under investigation right now and we call them species of concern the the eastern diamondback the big one from the gulf i'm sorry from the piney woods south of hattiesburg is actually a candidate for federal protection yeah. by u.s fish and wildlife service as a threatened species so these snakes right here yeah the, 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 big, yeah, the one the one that's right behind you there yeah. <laughs> those are those are uh a possibility of becoming protected nationwide yeah. which would we won't be seeing those selfies on facebook anymore of holding the snake out on a stick and saying it's nine feet long and 118 pounds we won't be seeing those because that will be a federal yeah. a, a federal crime that's an impressive snake man yep. i don't think i've ever seen one of those yeah to see a big eastern diamondback crossing a white sand road is uh you you don't forget yeah. you don't forget that it's it's pretty impressive and and uh, I see I see him posted every day. Now we you know in Mississippi we have some Facebook pages too that that promote the slaughter of wildlife uh, the, of yeah. non game wildlife. We have groups there actually a group um, that um, promotes the killing of snakes mm. of, of of specifically Mississippi snakes, and uh, it's it's interesting to see how many cottonmouths are posted there that aren't cottonmouths at all. <laughs> How many rattlesnakes are posted there that aren't rattlesnakes? And you kind of say to yourself, well, wouldn't he kind of have to have a rattle to be a rattlesnake? And the ignorance is, um, it's just yeah. mind-boggling yeah. at, at the numbers. And we have snakes in Mississippi that are, that are, in fact, federally protected. And we're not talking about parchment here, folks. You know, we're talking <laughs> about the big house. We're talking about animals that are federally protected snakes that are federally protected by by the u.s government so mm -hmm. uh, so the killing of one of those could get you in real big trouble yeah. and in the united states we actually have rattlesnake species that are also federally protected so so but what we're getting down to is is philosophy and education you know um anybody can sit where you're sitting and try to argue with me about why that snake should be killed yeah and i'll you know and and i'll i'll kill, i'll just i'll destroy them yeah. they, they have no argument and generally they don't when i say that generally they don't have an argument they say well it's a snake yeah well that, well, that's well tell what, me more exactly tell I, me more i, I ran mm -hmm. into the, and again i'm preaching to the choir telling you yeah. this because you've been doing this for years but that's the conversations i ran into but why are you killing them? i don't like them mm -hmm. they can kill humans and i know this isn't this isn't an identical comparison here but there are a lot of parallels if you're going to start in my mind i'm like okay should we start killing every grizzly bear we see some people some people believe that and some people believe you, every wolf should be killed you know what i mean yeah, they, i yeah. mean those can kill humans too they could you know what i mean what, I, I just don't i don't get it and and what what american wildlife icon is responsible for more human deaths than any the white-tailed deer mm. <laughs> more people die as a result of white-tailed deer car accidents and and fatalities due to other hunters so white-tailed deer cause more in the united states there's about eight thousand snake bites a year mississippi has a, about 150 to 200 you know it varies 
and out of 8,000 bites a year, four people die. Yeah. That, <laughs> that's really low. Now, you know, understand, getting bit by a snake is no walk in the park. You know, it'll ruin your day for sure, and it can be extremely expensive. It can be debilitating. You could lose a finger or, or something like that. Um, it's, uh, you know, you're, you're not working while you're in the hospital, and it's certainly not going to make your attitude about snakes any better. Right. For sure. Right. So, um, but uh, in Mississippi, every year we get um, reports of people dying of snake bite. You know, my Uncle Bob died of a snake bite last summer, and when we investigate him, we find out that, yeah, you know, so-and-so got bit and, I mean, so-and-so died and, and, you know, we had a funeral. But we find out that there was no real evidence that any snake was involved. And, and, and so we really can't find a, a bona fide 100% case of a, of a snake killing a person in like over 75 years in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, it has happened. Of course it's happened. We know that. But we can't give one particular documented case. Sure. So... You know, it's one thing dying of a snake bite, not wanting to die, but it's another thing of you don't want to get hurt. You don't want to get stung by a wasp. Nobody likes that. No. You know, and so we do everything we can to avoid that. Well, we should we should have tried to avoid being bitten by a snake, too. Yeah. Whether you're going to die or not, it's just not a good situation. Mm-hmm. When grandchildren enter the scenario, um, it's over. The discussion is over. When the, you know someone says, well, I have y- grand youngins that run in the woods. Well, at that point, you know, the discussion is over yeah and you know so but teach those grand youngins teach them you know watch where you walk you know uh you know careful where you put your hands don't ruin your day trying to just be so afraid of snakes that you can't enjoy what you're doing but just use common sense and and that's all that's all snakes that's that's all it is about snakes is just using common sense why would a snake want to bite you yeah well because again going back to that poll that i took in the because th- you know, I looked at, at both sides, it's let me mm-hmm. see who votes. Right. And then I had conversations. A lot of the folks, and again, this is what I found interesting. A good portion of the folks that voted let the snake live mm-hmm. are folks that are heavily, heavily in the woods all the time. And I'm not talking about just a hunter. I'm talking about guys that are foresters. They're outside. Yeah. They're cruising right. timber or they're wildlife biologists. Do you? Can you imagine? how many snake sightings or snake encounters a forester has can you imagine how many he didn't have yeah meaning the ones he didn't see yeah (laughs) and these and these are the guys guys like that are the ones saying man let that snake live yeah why would you kill that snake well and and uh, i got a call from a a local municipality that there was a snake in someone's yard a rattlesnake in someone's yard and when i got there there were two policemen driving away and i said well you know wasted trip and uh but when i drove up there was another police car and another policeman there and he was their their commander and or you know their superior and he had the snake in a in a trash can he had turned a trash can over taken a rake and coaxed this large rattlesnake into the trash can righted the trash can put the lid on pretty easy just nothing to it snake never rattled never struck and and i i said uh I said, when I saw your officers, I was afraid I was coming up on a dead snake. And he said, they were, they were getting ready to. They were getting ready to shoot him. And they wanted to shoot him. And he, he said, I sent them on their way. And I said, well, I, I appreciate that. And he said, there's too much killing in the world anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, that, you know I, I don't think that sounds the least bit sappy. I think that, that you know, that here was an observant person you know, uh, seeing a situation for what it really was. Not what they thought it was or what they'd been told, but what it really was. The people listening to this, 
they're going to they're gonna kill some snakes. They're, they're still yeah. going to go out and kill snakes. But what I want from them is the next time they're out there and they're getting ready to unload on that rattlesnake, just stop for a minute and look at him and observe him. What is he doing? Mm-hmm. What is he doing? Is he just trying to get to the other side of the road? Because most rattlesnakes are killed in the road. Yeah. And, and nothing makes me happier than to have a person come up to me after I've been at a big wildlife fishery, a big wildlife hunting outdoor extravaganza, and I'm up on the main stage. And, and they come up to me afterwards, and they say, you know, I've killed every snake I've ever seen. You know, and, but I've been seeing you up on stage for years now. And I saw a big old rattler down at my deer camp this year and right in front of my four-wheeler. And I got out to kill him, and I got thinking about it. And, you know, he didn't do anything. He just laid there. He didn't do anything. He didn't rattle. And, and he said after a minute, he just started crawling, and he disappeared into the woods. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, and that, you know, <laughs> people may think it's kind of strange, but that warms my heart to hear that. Um, you know, people, pe- people want to preserve warm and furry things. Yeah. And they don't think about all the other wildlife out there. Lyme disease. Uh, Lyme disease is spread by ticks. Rattlesnakes eat squirrels and rats and, and, and small rodents in the woods that harbor the very tick that bites you and gives you Lyme disease. Really? And Rocky Mountain spotted fever and, and uh, Erlechia and all these other diseases come from ticks. One timber rattlesnake in a year will eat enough rodents and by swallowing the rodent also swallows the ticks. They go down to 5,000 ticks get digested by that rattlesnake over a season. And so in areas where Lyme disease was once prevalent in those areas where rattlesnakes are now protected and you're not supposed to kill them, Lyme disease has gone down in incidence. You're kidding. Yeah, and, and you know, they eat rats and mice to spread plague and they, they chew on our electrical wiring and burn our houses down and they, they eat our crops. And, and so... And the rattlesnake was, was proposed to be our national emblem by ben- Benjamin Franklin rather than the eagle. And it was on uh, the first American flag, don't tread on me. Yeah. 13 segments on the rattle, 13 letters in the words, you know, mm-hmm. representing the 13 colonies. Rattlesnakes have been greatly revered in history. And, and yet even today, people have this need to, to, kill, yeah. to kill rattlesnakes. Yeah. I think on some level, maybe they can't help it and by that i mean i think that um while we've always said that the fear of snakes is a learned fear that that mom and dad teach the child snakes are bad snakes are terrible they'll chase you bite you sting you you know kill them run away and they frighten the child and it and we're beginning to lean toward maybe that you know forty thousand years ago that that guy walking out of a cave in france you know he knew what death was he right. knew what a cave bear would do to you. He, saw, he had seen death. But when he's walking through the woods barefooted looking for something to eat, and there's a little stick at the edge of the trail, and it's a brightly colored little stick with green and red lichens and mosses, and as he walks by, that stick scratches him on the foot. It just scratches him. It leaves just a tiny mark. And from that mark comes swelling and, and excruciating pain and vomiting of blood and, and maybe even death that's a magical thing Mm. a snake is a magical thing and i think that um that we know that we we remember that on some level from thousands of years ago that that a snake is something you might not want to pick up yeah it might be something you don't want around so on some level i think people almost 
can't help it. They, they feel this, this need, this urge to do this, and they often do it, and then they go on about their business, and they never think about it again. Right. And that's what kind of makes it sad. There's the, they don't think back later in the evening over a beer thinking about, did I really need to kill that? So what if mm-hmm. I hadn't killed that snake? You know, so so uh, um, I'm not a tree hugger. Don't get me wrong. I'm, you know, I'm not, I, as a matter of fact, I even kind of put people down a little bit who are snake huggers <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> who, who just, oh, don't ever touch a snake and hurt his feelings. Well, no, I, I, uh, I photograph snakes all the time. I'm in the field virtually every day. And, um, and the sale of this house, it was interesting that when we bought this house, after the, everything was signed and the keys were, were passed across the table, the fellow who sold the house said, you're going to love it here. There's deer and possums and foxes. And just last summer, I found a timber rattlesnake in the side yard. <laughs> and I said, sold. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I told him, I said, Lee, do you, do you know who I am? Do you know what I do? And he said, no. And I said, let's talk. <laughs> you might, you, probably one of the few people that you could use that as a selling point. Oh, really, really. And, and, and having been here since November, I've found... Um, Oh, four cotton mouths in my yard. Yeah. You know, and the, the most hated, misunderstood, feared snake in America. and uh, More so than the rattlesnake, and, wouldn't you say? And I just, yeah, yeah, and I just showed you two of them. Yeah. Yeah, and so, uh, you know, did I kill them? No, those snakes are going to Snake Day at the Natural Science Museum in Jackson on the 16th of July, where we will have just lots and lots of snakes on display and we'll be educating people. And we'll have all the venomous snakes in Mississippi on display, except for the coral snake. And the coral snake is an animal that we don't see frequently in Mississippi. So, right. so it, but it, one could pop up. One could, we might have one there. Who knows? It's just a couple of weeks away. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, it, uh, again, uh, ad nauseum, education. Education. Yeah. And a willingness to learn. And, and you, you saw that from your interviews with people. Were they willing to listen? Were they willing to learn or did they just say it's a snake again i'm gonna put i'm gonna put faith i'm gonna be optimistic here albeit again it was it was what was it 62 38 i believe mm-hmm. 62 in favor and killing the snake most of those people like i did encounter a few in those 62 percent that there was no reasoning with them none. right but right. there was some that you really like again once you start to peel back the layers and they even they start they even start to realize well i really don't have an actual argument here i really don't have a reason mm-hmm. you know and so like you said that's when you come to the point like let's let's shed some light on this because i'm i'm very sensitive to the perception that hunters outdoorsmen fishermen conservation i'm very sensitive to the image that we put off because that's what right. I, that's what right. i do for a living that's very what I'm important in. and so i i just any chance that we can to make ourselves look better to make ourselves not just look better but to be what we say we are then we have to be educated on subject subjects like this and we have to we have to do what we say that we do well and and in recent years hunting and fishing has been under fire yeah and with and also with declining numbers and and declining amounts of money brought in from sales of of uh, sporting goods involved with that so yep. so image is very important and and here we have mississippi i love mississippi i've lived here 45 years uh and I'm not going anywhere. I, I love it here. But what do we always hear about Mississippi? 50th and everything. Mm-hmm. Mississippi this, Mississippi that. Well, you know, we don't have to be like that. 
you know, and and uh, we don't, you know, we don't have rattlesnake rodeos, rattlesnake roundups. Out west, you can go out to Sweetwater, Texas, and attend the Sweetwater Rattlesnake Roundup, and they've got forty thousand rattlesnakes in a pit, and they torture them, and they skin them, and they milk them, and they they have children cut their heads off and put their bloody hands on the wall of fame, and that's how they're raising their children in Sweetwater, Texas, and in Florida and Georgia and and. Uh, in Alabama, we've had rattlesnake rodeos for decades where rattlesnakes were caught with gasoline run out of the ground and, and put on display and kicked and tortured and skinned and, and people put rattlesnakes under their hats and tipped their hats to the ladies. Just, you know, lowbrow entertainment. Well, that came up in Mississippi. Back in 1990, uh, down in um, southeastern Mississippi, mm-hmm. a local town was going, to have, was going to initiate a rattlesnake rodeo. The JCs were going to do it. They were going to, you know, bring all these rattlesnakes in, try to bring this money in, and they were going to kill all the rattlesnakes. There was even a sign as you entered the county that said, welcome to such and such county, rattlesnake killing capital of the world. Hmm. It was actually a road sign on Highway 98. Well, in 1990, that was banned. We can't have a rattlesnake rodeo in Mississippi. It's against the law. We will never have a rattlesnake roundup in Mississippi. Mississippi had forward-thinking leaders. And we said, once this gets started, you can't stop them. They are impossible to stop. And so we just said, no, can't do that. And yeah. so we implemented uh, regulations over non-game wildlife, making it uh, illegal to commercially uh, catch box turtles and sell them to the pet store. Yeah. And to have a rattlesnake rodeo where people monetarily benefit from the slaughter of native wildlife. Uh, non-game wildlife i point that Mm -hmm. out and so we don't have rattlesnake rodeos mississippi came in number one on that and and people you know people might say well i hate (laughs) rattlers kill them all well mississippi came in number one on that and and there's a lot to be said for our state and when someone goes to one of these facebook pages showing the slaughter of of these snakes people in other states they see that too oh yeah they see that too and and um we don't need that kind of stuff. No, we absolutely don't. No. So there's there's all these critters, man. Snakes, the venomous and non. There's there's a place in this ecosystem for right. them. And he doesn't have venom to bite you. He has venom to bite a rat. And uh, a rat will bite you. <laughs> so so but he has venom for uh for the procurement of food, not for defense. His yeah. defense is to lie still and be invisible and if he is pressed, he might rattle his tail to say, I'm a rattlesnake. You not, might want to back up because if you don't, I can deliver a punishing bite. Yeah. I'm giving you every opportunity. And yeah. the last thing a rattlesnake does is bite. Yeah, so, that, that would, be, again, that would, be, that, that would be something that I would challenge out there to the folks. I, I know, again, it's probably around 62% of the folks listening to this are pro on the idea of killing the mm-hmm. snake. So my challenge would be to them, if you encounter, like you said, if you find yourself, you encounter a rattlesnake, cottonmouth, whatever, get two steps back, you know, or just take time, just acknowledge what that snake's doing. Mm-hmm. Is he coming after you? You know, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, is he, is exactly. He, he's going to kill me. Is he? Well, like, they, is, he, is he trying and, to attack you? And, and a good way to get punched in the nose is to tell somebody that they misinterpreted what they saw. that's saying i'm stupid (laughs) you know you know and you don't and so you know it would be easier for me to say well you're an idiot but first off i don't believe it i don't think you're an idiot but for me to say something like that 
automatically the shields go up mm-hmm. the walls go up and we're not going anywhere with this yeah. you know we might as well walk in different directions so so i just say wow you know um what did you do you know uh, what, what did the snake do and we, and we talk about it a little bit and generally they'll they'll say well i'll say did he rattle and they, they go no oh okay okay well that means he wasn't too upset you know so so when you when you stop a person you talk to them respectfully yeah and with feelings for their feelings with respect for their feelings a lot of times you walk away and the person says you know yeah yeah maybe it wasn't as bad as i thought so yeah um that's what i again every conversation i had i had had a couple people try to be you know aggressive with me but i didn't have uh i didn't every time conversation i had was just trying to like you said trying to pick apart why they felt that way but um one thing i want to do uh before before we wrap this up we do something every episode we have listeners fans whatever send in content and then we talk about it well mm-hmm. this one was appropriate i actually sent you the video earlier last week mm-hmm. um and so we'll share it on on the primos page so they can see what we're talking about but this was sent in by a guy named forrest russell um and this was in mississippi where he videoed yeah, and this. i know Fo- i know forrest oh yeah. you do okay. yeah it's the two the two snakes yeah the two rattlesnakes yeah yeah and and uh i've seen it many many times in captivity i've never been so lucky to see it in the field i've seen it with cotton mouths but not with rattlesnakes what what we're talking about is two snakes fighting and they come together and the front part of their body entwines and they go up in the air yeah and they they do this dance and they're back and forth and they and then one of them will suddenly make a sharp jerk and throw the other one off and then they do it again and they go up in the air and if you think of a doctor's symbol of the two snakes entwined over a staff the doctor's the medical symbol of two snakes that's exactly what that is that, oh, wow. and what okay. that is is it's two male snakes sometimes people say they're mating nope these are two male snakes and they're fighting for territory and for breeding rights just like bucks will do right and uh but they don't bite each other if they did it's no big deal because snakes are immune to each other's venom but but uh they they struggle they fight they wrestle and ultimately usually the smaller one will uh get tired and he'll leave he'll crawl off and as many times as not if you look around the immediate area there's a female there Oh, she's really? coiled she's coiled up there in some blueberries or something Somewhere and she's nearby. she's watching and she sees what's going on and then and then this big male he's puffing out his chest you know yeah. he, he just won and we see that in chicken snakes and 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 other kinds of snakes too male rattlesnakes are bigger than female rattlesnakes mm-hmm. so when someone says i saw this great big well it was probably a male mm-hmm. and the reason being males are the the bigger male is the one that wins the fight generally to pass his genes on for uh, size yeah so uh yeah. so but but males are are the bigger of the two a yeah. female timber rattlesnake is three and a half you know sometimes four feet a male will be you know four and a half to five and a half feet uh, yeah. i've never seen a six footer i've never yeah, seen a six foot timber rattlesnake yeah. um i've seen six foot diamondbacks but never a six foot timber and you know we probably should address these these pictures we see online of the person holding the rattlesnake you know toward the camera holding it out on the end of a stick 
and it says it was killed, you know, at a hunting camp in Warren County, and, and it was nine feet long, and, and it weighed 119 pounds. And if you ask that person, can you hold a stick out in front of you with a 100-pound bag of concrete on the end? Well, it's impossible. Nobody in the world can do that. Yeah. But they're doing it with this 119-pound snake. So snake sizes are always exaggerated. Yeah. And yeah. people get upset. People get upset. It'll be the same picture on the new evening news will pick it up it'll be on facebook it'll be on internet the same picture it'll be warren county mississippi uh here's this one i killed in warren county new york this one was killed in warren county minnesota same snake same person and it's always exaggerated size so um you know i imagine i probably have exaggerated size once in a while you mm. know but here in my where we are now in my outside shop just two weeks ago uh, I, I'm, I'm texting and walking. I guess you're not supposed to do that. And I'm walking, walking around the corner, and there's a rat snake, a chicken snake, right there on the floor. And you tend to say, "Well, he was a big one." You, we just say that kind of automatic. He was a big one. Well, we measured him he's six foot four. He, he's a pretty good sized chicken snake. Yeah. So, uh, but but these things you see on the internet of people holding snakes up. I've even had people get angry with me and say, "Well, I I killed that. I killed it. I'm the one that killed it." And I killed, and it's a snake that, that lives in Oregon or yeah. someplace, you know, and, and they, they get upset. They, they want so much for that to be true, but just, just, right. just think about it. You know, can you pick up a snake? Can you pick up a bag of concrete on the end of a stick? Yeah. I, one other thing that, that you said, and you, you kind of said it nonchalantly, but it blew my mind because I didn't know, <laughs> is so this one snake, and I, I'm, I'm looking oh, at yeah. a snake right here that you've, that you've had it for, I, I'm sure I've, you, you use Thir it for presentations. 33 like, years. So that rattlesnake <laughs> is 33 years. Yeah, 33 years, and uh, his predecessor I used in my programs. Many people listening to this have seen me on stage, you know. And, yeah. And no uh, um, and and I used him for 32 years, and I caught that snake in Capaya County when it was five feet long. Wow. And the timber rattlesnake, provided he never runs into a human, can live to be over 50 years old. That's crazy. So when you jump out of your pickup truck to kill that rattlesnake crossing the road, minding its own business. You may be actually killing an animal that's older than you are. Yeah. And, you know, some people that won't bother a bit, but maybe it makes people think a little bit. It makes me think a little bit. I, <laughs> I had no clue they could live to be that. They could live that long. And, no idea. And, you know, I've got rattlesnakes. I've had rattlesnakes that I've kept for that long that I'd never heard them rattle. Never yeah. heard. Never. I don't know what their rattle sounds like because they never buzz. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. Incredible. It'll be interesting. Do your poll again. Yeah. After this podcast, do your poll again and see if. If it changes, yeah, I, I hope it will. Well, what I, here's I think we should do is this will go out. So today is Monday. Today's Monday, July the fifth. So this one will go up today. Uh, we always release episodes on Monday, um, and then along with that, we'll share on the Primos page the video that I was talking about mm -hmm. that Far sent in. Um, and then, like you and I talked about, we'll probably get a little bit of videos in here because this is a pretty cool facility. <laughs> uh, and so, but yeah, we'll give it about a, a week, and then we can bring the subject back up, see if we we swayed anyone's opinion. But um, Thank you so much for your time. Really. Oh, you're, you're very welcome. Anytime, any, any time that I can, you know, as sappy as it sounds, you know, save the life of a snake. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm all for it, for sure. It's, it's, that's my job. Sure. So. For sure. For sure. So, guys, uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I think this is going to be one that a lot of folks listen to just because of the subject matter of it. Um, hopefully you uh, took something from the conversation. Um, if you have any questions, again, negative or positive, send the questions in, feedback. Uh, you can send the Primo's page or my personal page, 
And uh, as always, thank you for listening to the Speak the Language podcast. Thank you, Mr. Terry. You're very welcome. Pleasure.